All right, let's hit it. Um, so we're up to the Mishnah on Daf Membez Amidbez. It's a very short, very interesting Daf today. The Mishnah says, we'll start one quick Mishnah, quick Gemara, and then uh, leading up to the topic that this Daf is based upon. The Mishnah, first of all, says, If you're not allowed to benefit from your friend, so lo yashilenu, you're not allowed to lend him anything, v'lo yishol mimenu, and you're not allowed to borrow from him. Lo yilvenu, you can't lend him money. Halva and Sheila are both the same. One is money, one is items. So you're not allowed to lend him an item, borrow from him an item, lend him money. Lo yilvenu, borrow money from him. Lo yimkar loiv, lo yikachmenu, can't buy and sell. Now, here's the thing. If I said I'm not going to benefit from Shemi, now I understand why I can't lend him anything, but why can't I borrow from him? L'chora, borrowing from him. I, you're not allowed to benefit from me. So I can't lend you a shovel because you're benefiting a shovel. But I'm not allowed to borrow a shovel from you either. That's a little strange. I'm taking an item away from you, if anything. You're not to... And, and see, let's say, oh, if he's a big rav, then you feel... The commissioner says you're not allowed to lend or borrow. So lending I get, but borrowing is a little bit hard to understand. <laughs> so that's the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara says, Bish, venu. I understand why you can't lend him money. Kamanile, you're giving him cash. But you can't borrow money from him. My kamani, no one wants. What's the benefit of someone taking my money? Same thing about uh, lending, uh, borrowing an item from him. Why can't I borrow an item from him? What's the problem? What's the hana of someone taking from you? So the Gemara has two answers. says very simple. The case in the Mishnah is not where one person ostered him, it's they both ostered each other. So you can't lend or borrow, meaning technically borrowing from him is fine, but the case is, I said Shimmy's cut off from me, and then Shimmy said, well, I'm cut off from you. So we both are ostered on each other. So I can't lend or borrow, because by me borrowing from him, I'm benefiting, and it's lift either. So we both ostered each other, so that's why you can't lend or borrow. That's the first answer. The second answer is also very simple. Abai says very simple. There's nothing technically wrong with borrowing from him. But if you borrow from him, you might come to lend from him, lend to him. So therefore, in order to just cut it, cut it off, there's no lending or borrowing because people will get confused between lending will lead to borrowing and vice versa, and therefore... No relation. I don't know that. Or Yosi or Abaya? because it's like every other case, we could just yeah. say, oh, boom. Correct. It's a, it's a daichik. Abaya is also a little bit of a daichik because generally we don't find this, that you can't, usually what's Osir is Osir, what's not Osir is not Osir. But okay, Abaya says we're going to cut off. Yeah, you have that yesterday. Now, this next Mishnah, the entire Mishnah, it's a very interesting Mishnah. We've had snippets of it before. The main focus of the Gemara is the last line. So let's run through the Mishnah. You go over to someone, you say, can I borrow your cow? I go to Gavin and I say, can I borrow your cow? Nope, it's not available. I, in my rage, which is something I'm trying to work on, I don't <laughs> like that you told me no. So I said, I will never thresh my field with that cow. So now here's the thing. A day later you come back, you're like, oh, the cow's available. Because you weren't a bad person. You Legitimately, it wasn't available. So now you give me the cow. The problem is I swore that I will not use this cow to plow my field. The question is, is there anything I could do? So the Gemara says... Well, no, but the Gemara, well, the Mishnah wants to know, within the, the neder, is there any leeway? So the Mishnah says... Now let's say you have a situation where... You're one of those rare Mitch Ader type Jews where you actually mow your own lawn, right? So you actually thresh your own field. So if, you're, if you do it yourself generally, then when you ossered it, you meant 
in the normal way. I said, I swear I will not use your cow to, to plow my field. I plow my field. I never have an outside service. I always do it myself. So therefore, when I ossered it, I meant me. Other people can plow my field for me because that's not in my brainwave. I don't think in those terms because I never have outsiders do it. I always do it myself. So when I made the neder, I didn't mean my field will not be threshed with this cow. I meant I will not plow my field. If other people want to plow my field for me, Sure, with, cow. with that cow, that's fine. Meaning, the assumption is that when you made the nether to ask the field with the cow, you did it in the normal way that it's used. In your location, in your house, you're always the one who plows. So what you meant is, I will not plow my field with this cow. If others want to plow my field with this cow, call a kavod. So other people can do it, but... That's actually what you said, Correct. But let's say you're like other types of Jews where you don't necessarily do it yourself. You always have other people do it for you. So when you said the nether, regardless of the lushan you use, we assume what you meant is, this cow will not be used in my field. Not that I won't, because you never do it. It's this cow will not be used in my field. Therefore, you actually meant to answer everyone using that cow in your field, and therefore, there's no other option than you said, Hatar Sadan. Okay. Now, the rest of the Mishnah, okay, very simple. The rest of the Mishnah is dealing with the following situation. We've, we've had this before once somewhere earlier in the Masechda, and that is, what if you made a, a nether, what if you made a nether, and you, I, I cut, uh, not you, I, Reuven cut off Shimon, Shimon can't benefit from Reuven, but Shimon is in a tough uh, financial situation, and he needs some help, and Reuven wants to help him, but Reuven already said he's not going to bet, he can't, he can't give him the money. Is there like a loophole in order to help the guy out because he's an honey, is there a loophole to make it work? So the Mishnah says, Let's say Reuven says to Shimon, you're cut off. You're not, I can't, you can't benefit from me. Shimon cannot benefit from Reuven. But Shimon has no money and he's got nothing to eat. So Reuven wants to give him money or give him food. The problem is he can't. So this is what he does. Reuven can go to a store. He can go to Wasserman's. You go to Wasserman and say, listen, I'd like to give him food directly. The problem is... I can't. What can I do? So what the store owner will then do is the store owner will give him food for free and the store owner will go to Ruvain to collect the payment. So in essence, you're not giving it directly, you're giving it through a third party. So instead of Ruvain giving food to Shimon, Shimon will get food from Wassermans, Wassermans will go to Ruvain for the bill. Okay, so fine. <laughs> this is a heter because the person needs money in order to help help out a poor person, to help out someone in need. As long as it's indirect, we will allow it. Similarly, let's say you have a person who is in a tough financial situation. Again, Reuben cut off Shimon. Shimon can't benefit from Reuben, but Shimon's house is falling apart, or his fence fell down, or, or he, he needs construction done. He can't afford it. Reuven would happily just pay for it or build it himself, but he can't. So what does he do? He goes to a contractor. And he do this. It's like a like a little Amir Laakum game. He said, "Listen, I, I you know I'd like to help him out, but I can't. I don't know what to do." So so they'll build the house for him. And they'll go to Reuven to collect the payment. Fine. Now here's the last point in the Mishnah, and this is the entire Gemara is going to be focused on this last line. 
You have Reuven and Shimon are walking together. Again, Reuven is cut off from Shimon. Shimon will not benefit from Reuven. Shimon's dying. He's got no food. Reuven has the food. So if there was a third party, Reuven would give it to the third party, he would give it to Shimon. But there is no third party. There are two people alone in the wilderness. I'm sorry. So If there's another guy, give it to the third guy, then he'll give it to him. But let's say it's just Reuven and Shimon. In the middle of nowhere, Reuven is cut off from Shimon. Shimon cannot benefit from Reuven, but Shimon has no food. Reuven's got the food. He wants to give it to him, but there's a nether. So if there's a third party, give it to the third party. The third party will give it to Shimon. But there is no third party. It's just Reuben and Shimon in the middle of nowhere. So here's what you do. You put the food. By the way, obviously, if it's pikuach nefesh, I don't think we're, we're dealing with pikuach nefesh. Is daicha called terukul? I think we're talking about a case where the guy's he has no food and he really would like food, and it's it's a you know he's really hungry. He's not dying, but he's hungry. So here's what you do: you put the food down on a rock or on the fence. And you say they're hefker. Now, anyone can come and take it. Now, obviously, there's nobody else here. So let the other guy take it, meaning mafker it. Mafker it. What do you mean? The owner still owns it somewhat, even after he's mafkered. That's a good question. So, I guess what you'd have to say is that this is a heter for someone who's hungry. Well, wow. Isn't there always you also have to say that there, there might be a difference also between a hefker of a person and a hefker from Hashem but you're saying that once that once it's us then it's even us when it leaves your rishos that's what we think okay that's a very good question I'm going to have to check it up that's a, that's a very good question okay that's a good Shiloh we'll put it on the side so the <laughs> it's an Adam Moskovich Shiloh so the Gemara well, well, that's a good question I'm going to have to check up to see if it's a special exception, or maybe you'll be here. We're talking about nechasai, as opposed to maybe it's a case where you said you asked her nechasai, as opposed to nechasim. I, I, I think that is the chiddush. Yesterday, I think typically you say your mask or something. Correct. Yesterday, so meaning you'd have really to say is that said. yesterday was talking about nechasim, and over here today we're not talking about the word with the word nechasim. But it's a good point. So Rav Yosi disagrees. Rav Yosi says no good, doesn't work. The hefker thing does not work, and it's aser. Today's daf, which is very very short, will be focusing on Rav Yosi shita. Why is it that Rav Yossi is against doing this game of Hefker? Now, the conclusion of the Gemara, just to spoil it, is that Rav Yossi feels that it's too close to a game. He doesn't like it because we've had cases close to Hefker where it blew up in our face. We'll get to that later. Does Rav Yossi allow selling comments? Yes, but that's Darabon. But over here, here's the question. The question is, why is Rav Yossi against it? So the Gemara's first assumption, the Gemara says, Am Rav Yochan, my time in Rav Yossi, why is Rav Yossi against being mafkarit? So, Kesavar, Hefker Kimatana, Mamatana Adasi, Mishus Nois, Lushus Mikabal, Av Hefker Adasi, Mishus Zaycha. Here's the answer. This is like a Lamdisha Chakira. How, how does Hefker work? What's the, what's the mechanics of Hefker? So, most people would say, when it's Hefker, it's ownerless. That's not how Rav Yossi looks at it. Rav Yossi looks at it as, Hefker is not in yeshiva terms, it's not silica rishos, it's not ownerless, it's I'm allowing others to take it. I'm giving permission for other people to take it, and it's not stealing. Meaning, even after your mafker, Rabbi Yossi still holds that it's still yours. So, the case over here, you have, correct, so you have Reuven and Shimon. The way to get from Reuven to Shimon is it needs to go through a third party. So there is no third party. So the Rabbanon says, just make it hefker. Hefker means it's gone. It's no longer Reuven. Reuven's out of the picture. 
Now Shimon is just taking it from the ether. Rav Yossi disagrees, seemingly. Rav Yossi feels fundamentally it's not how Hefker works. Hefker does not work that when Reuven is Mafker, it's no longer Reuven's. It's still Reuven's. It's just he allows other people to take it. So therefore, if, if Shimon takes it directly, it's, it's directly from Reuven to Shimon, and it's not working. Meaning, you need it to be, there has to be a break between the ownership of Reuben to the ownership of Shimon, either by a third party. The Rabbanon feel that Hefker is a silik rishos, so when you're mafker something, you're out of the picture, and it's ownerless. That's not how Rav Yossi looks at it. He looks at it as, no, it's still yours until Shimon takes it. It's just Shimon has permission to take it. Hefker is nesinas rishos. It's not silik rishos. It's not removal of ownership. It's allowing of other people to take it, which is an interesting way to look at Hefker. How does he do can you decide who, gets, who will not get it? No. So that's also an interesting so point. It's an interesting point. It's not his. I like that. Well, I'll get to you in one second. I hear what you're, yeah, I know, I hear what you're saying. I'll get to you in one second. I'm sorry? What was you saying? I'll get to you in one second. How does he do with Khamej? How does he, so it's never Hefker. So the answer is the Gemara does say that there are three things that Afopishi Hayden Birshusam, the Torah makes it as if not in Yerushus, right? Bar, Birshus Arabim, Khamej. And what was the third? I don't remember the third. But the, the, the Sukhamets, you'd, you'd have to say, is the exception to the rule of Hefker. So what's um, the difference if you just give it to you? Oh, so, so that was, Yehuda made a good point, is that that also means that, like, you, 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 he asked me, could you choose, like, when you're Mafgarit, it means that you're, you, can't, you still can't choose who to give it to. So you're going to say, what's the difference? The difference is, Hefker means, I am cool with anybody taking it, but it's still mine until anybody takes it. That's how Rav Yossi looks at it. That's how the Gemara is in. So right now we're saying the Machlekes of Yossi and the Rabbonon is not just optics. It's seemingly when you read the Mishnah, right, you have these two people, Reuben and Shimon. There are just two of them, so the Rabbonon says, just make it Hefker, and Rav Yossi is like, no good. Seemingly when you read the Mishnah, you probably think the conclusion of the Gemara, which is, they're not arguing about this big fundamental difference of how you understand Hefker. They're just arguing, and Rav Yossi is against it because it's optics. It looks like a game. Because while technically you're mafker it, there's nobody else here, so it's too close of a game. Now the Gemara is saying, no, this is a fundamental machlekes about how you perceive hefker. Is hefker removal of ownership, or is hefker still mine? I'm just allowing others to, anybody can take it, but it's still mine until they take it. Rav Yossi, that's how Rav Yossi looks at it. Oh, here's the problem. The problem is, if that's how Rav Yossi looks at it, I'll just say it's outside, then we'll see it inside. If that's how Rav Yossi looks at it, that Rabbi Yossi looks at it as, even when you're mafker, it's still yours until someone else takes it. And that's why it's never good. Will there ever be a situation where it would work? The answer is no. Because that's how it works. It's a fundamental. Meaning, it's not optics. It's not like, oh, this case is better optics. It's not an optics issue. It's a mechanics issue. Here's the problem. Masiv, uh, Rav Abba, the Brisa speaks out this machlekes, but it adds a, 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 a detail that... It doesn't really work according to this. The Brisa says, The Rabbanon say, Mafkarit, and the other one can just take it. Rav Yossi says, No good. Okay, so far so good. Um, Rav Yossi clarified, When is it not good? The case that it's not good is where you made a neder, right? Reuben cut off Shimon. Then you're Mafkarit, no good. But, go to the next page. Very short. But let's say I was already mafker at first, and then I'm like, and then like we have an argument. There's just two Reuben and Shimon. I'm mafker it. Reuben's mafker it. And then after it's hefker, it's still sitting there. Shimon bothers Reuben, and Reuben says, You're cut off to me. What's the halacha? The halacha is mutter. It's mutter. 
So then he could take it. But wait a minute. If you're telling me that it mechanics works, that it's still yours until the other guy takes it, then what's the difference? And the reason why it doesn't work is because you can never have Reuven to Shimon directly. You need a third party taking in between. And the mechanics are that even after you're mafker, it's still Reuven's. So what does it matter whether you were mafker it, where you, you made the nether and then you're mafker it, or you're mafker it and then you made the nether? In both cases, you have a situation where Shimon is taking it directly from Reuven. So what's the difference? If you're telling me it's an optics thing, okay, so optically... It doesn't look so bad because when you were mafker it, you, you, you didn't look like you're playing a game, right? If it's an optics issue, Rav Yossi feels that fundamentally Hefker works the same way as everybody else. He just doesn't like the game because it looks like you're going from moving to Shimon. Oh, mafker it, but it doesn't look like your, Hefker, your heart was really in it. So I get it. You could say, well, there's a distinction. If you're mafker it, if you made a nether and then you're mafker, it looks like you're playing a game. But if you're mafker it and then you have a big fight and then you're like, you're cut off from me, you could take it because... It, optically, it looks a little better. Fine. But if you're telling me mechanically, Rav Yossi believes that Hefker is still mine, so the problem is you're going from Ruvin to Shimon directly and there's no third party in between. There's nothing, there's no Hefsik. What does it matter whether you're Mafkarit, then, then a Neder, Neder, then a Mafkarit? It's all the same. You, you, it's still Ruvin's and Shimon's taking it. Yeah? According to Rav Yossi, when you own something, you can never, that's it. No, you, you're allowing other to take it, but that would be actually my fellow's making actually an interesting point. That would mean like if you're mafker your animal and then it damages, according to Raviosi, you're probably still on the hook, which is very interesting. Yeah, that's actually a very interesting point. Like you mafker your animal and it just runs off into the sunset and it does damage. Technically, according to Raviosi, you're still liable. Well, the Gemara is eventually going to change this the perception, but yeah, that's actually a very good point. I don't know. So here's the question though: If mechanically Raviosi feels that Hefker is still yours. Then what's the distinction? So the Gemara says, here's the answer. The answer is, The answer is, what, what did Rav Yossi say? Rav Yossi said like this. Again, the case of the Mishnah, just to clarify. The case of the Mishnah is, Reuben and Shimon. Reuben makes a nether. They fight. They cut off. Then your mafkret, no good, because it's still Reuben's. But Reuben and Shimon are best buds. He's mafkret for whatever reason. Okay. Then they have a fight while it's Hefker, and then Shim, and then Reuben says to Shimon, "You're cut off." Shimon could take it. We said, "Why?" If it's still assuming you make a neder on all of your property, so and it's still yours. Why could Shimon take it? So the answer is: When you make a neder, you don't have in mind the things that you were already mafker. Meaning, yes, technically, after you mafker, it is still yours. And technically, it should be a problem. So why is, what's the distinction in the cases? The answer is very simple. When you make a nether, when Reuven says to Shimon, you're cut off, he doesn't think about the things he was already mafker, even though it's technically still his. So the answer is really, Hefker mechanically works the same. It's Saka still Reuven's. So why could Shimon take it in that case? Because when he made the nether, he didn't think of that. Let's say that, that, that sandwich. He did, when he made the nether, he thought of everything that he owns, but when he's mafkered, there's a part of him that like disconnects from it. He didn't think about it. Okay. So now you're saying the reason why it works is because when a person makes a nether, they, and they say, you're cut off from me on everything I own, they don't think of the things that they made hefker. Okay. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. What this means is like this. We have a concept that uh, there's a concept called the matna shchiv mera. Matna shchiv mera means that normally when you want to uh, transfer ownership of something, you have to make a kinyan, it has to be written down, 
It's a whole process. They have a certain heterim for someone who's on his deathbed. If someone is on his deathbed and he's doing it because he thinks he's going to die, it works even without a Kenyan. And there's certain laws. One of the halachas is that a man after, if let's say he recovers, right? Let's say you write off everything I own, a part of my will to, to John, and then you get better. John has no claim to it because part of is we assume that you only did it with the intention that you're going to die. So if it's a Matnashchiv Mira, it reverts. Any other Kenyan, right? If I make a Kenyan, you give me a gift, I make a Kenyan, and you can't just come back two days later and say, I want it back. It doesn't work like that. So here's the case. The case is, Miktsas and Lurishan Vakul Lasheni. A person has two slaves. He's on his deathbed. He writes to the first slave, You get 20% of my property. Then to the second slave, he says, You get 100% of my property. He recovers. The question is, What was a Matnashchiv Mira, what was not? So the halacha is, the first one that he wrote 20%, that actually works. He gets 20% of the total. Correct. And then he gets 100% of whatever's left. Oh, no. So I'll, so I'll tell you. Well, here's the deal. You wrote to the first one 20%, then you wrote to the second one 100%. So we're going to we'll figure out what he meant, but we'll put that aside. First, the halacha is, what's considered a manish chimera and what's considered just a regular gift? The first one is considered a regular gift. It's not a manish chimera because manish chimera only works if you write your entire property. The whole purpose of manish chimera... Yeah, exactly. The whole purpose of manish chimera is like Gavin said, is that we think you're in your mind, you're not giving a gift. In your mind, you're dying. If you're dying, you give everything. The fact that you gave 20% and you held on to 80%, that means that... That one was just an actual gift, and therefore it's not retractable. The second one is a manish chimera because you wrote everything... Therefore, the second one is gone. Here's the Gemara's point. That's a side halacha. Here's the point, though. The second one, Brad made an interesting point. The first one, you said 20%, the first one, and the second one, you were 100%. The Gemara assumes the second one, 100%, is 100%. Not 100% of what's left. 100% of my property, meaning... Steer it to the first gift. Exactly, meaning you see from here, what's the point of this? It says the Ran, you see from here, that even though I wrote 20% to the first one, the second one, I meant everything. So if I meant to give everyone everything to the second one, even the stuff that I already allotted to the first one, so when I make a nether, you think that I don't count the Hefker stuff? Meaning when a person says everything, they mean everything. They don't mean everything of what's remaining. They mean Ligamri. So if that's the case, it says the Ran. So uh, he says, If you're telling me that when I make a nether... I don't think about the, the sandwich that I made Hefker. I meant everything else. Mm-hmm. So then how come when I write a gift to everybody, the second one, everything, I mean everything. We don't say everything of what's remaining. What's the answer? When you say everything, you mean everything. So it's over here. When you made a nether on everything, you mean everything. Their two are not, uh, not exactly the same. By the way, one is, one is on a will and one is uh, in a practical nether. But th- that's the Gemara's. I know. 100%. But that's the Gemara's explanation. So therefore, we're back to the original problem, which is, let's just review. We're saying right now that Rav Yossi feels the reason why it doesn't work is because fundamentally Hefker means it's still yours until someone else takes it. So here's the kasha. If that's the case, why is there a distinction between making a Hefker then a Neder, Neder then a Hefker? So we said, because we said, because when you made when you made something Hefker and then you made a Neder, you didn't intend, when you made the Neder, you said, everything's us, or you didn't think about the things you were Mafker. The answer is no, no, no good. When you make a Neder, everything. So go back to the original promise. The answer says, The answer is, change everything we've been saying for the last 20 minutes. Rav Yossi Shita, the reason why it doesn't work by the case where you have Reuven and Shimon and your Mafker, is not because he fundamentally feels that Hefker is 
working different. No, he believes Hefker like everybody else, which is Hefker is you're out. It's not yours anymore. So why doesn't it work? It's a Gzair Mishamatnas Beis Chayrin. We've had this case once before. This is a sugi and a couple dafim. Manas Beis Chayrin was that you had a case was the wedding that you had a father and son, and the and the the son cut off the father. He said you're not allowed to benefit from me. Then he's making a chasana, so that he wants his he wants the grandfather of the chasan to be able to come to the wedding, but he cut him off already. So what he did was he went to a third party at the wedding and he said everything at this wedding is a gift to you. Right. Because that, and then, and you'll just with the under wink, wink understanding that you'll then everything's hefker for you. You take it with the wink, wink understanding that you'll keep the wedding as is, and you'll have my father over. Hefker, or it's yours. Well, he said as a as a gift, but it was working fundamentally with hefker. And here's the problem: the guy's like, oh, if it's mine, okay, everything at the wedding belongs to the base of <laughs> He was that guy, and the halacha is it technically worked. And because what they did was a game. So in order, basically, in order to avoid the optics of giving gifts purely for the intention, Rav Yossi is against this case. So going back to the Mishnah, the case of the Mishnah, you have Reuben and Shimon, and they're in the wilderness alone. The reason why Rav Yossi feels that Reuben can't just be mafgerit for Shimon is because while technically Hefker would work, we're afraid that it, it, it looks like you just—it looks like you're actually mafkarit. Like, let's say there were twenty people there, would you actually be mafkarit? No, you wouldn't. You would give it as a gift to him to give it to him. So your Hefker is a game. If it's a game, I'm out. So Rav Yossi is not arguing about the fundamental workings of Hefker. He just doesn't like that the optics, it looks like you're using Hefker as a manipulation. You don't actually want to be mafkarit lakol. You're just using it as a game. If it's a game, then I'm not interested. So chametz is the rabbanon. Chametz is the rabbanon. So uh, 